0: Well, as you know, we are in a sermon series using popular songs to point to scriptural truths, and there are parts of each of these songs that we talk about that can remind us of God's character and ways, and so today we are jumping to a more recent decade, to the 2010s, to listen to Charlie Puth's song, One Call Away. Have a listen. So this is currently one of my favorite songs. Not only is it incredibly romantic, but the closeness and faithfulness that Charlie expresses to the one he loves can remind us of the closeness and faithfulness of God to us. We often find ourselves in situations where we need God to be there to save the day. And in Psalm 3, King David finds himself in just one of those situations. And he says, O Lord, how many are my foes? Many are rising against me. Many are saying of my soul there is no salvation for him in God. But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. Well, if you haven't noticed, David is in distress. He's under attack. His enemies are closing in around him. They're even making fun of him, saying, there's no salvation in him for God. God can't even save him. He's just dead meat. And yet, through it all, David knows that God is only one call away. And really, God is even less than one call away because He promises to always be with His people. Have you ever called a customer service line? Right? You you get get there and you got to press one for this, two for this. And then when you hit the right button, you got to go to another menu. And then when you hit the right button, you got to go to another menu. Or worse, It doesn't want you to hit a button. It wants you to explain to the computer what's going on. And of course, because you didn't say it just right, it says, sorry, I didn't quite get that. And all along, you're thinking, why can't I just, how do I talk to a human? Why is this so complicated? And thanks be to God, calling God is nothing like that. When we go to God in prayer, we get through right away. The God who made heaven and earth hears us. Through Christ, we have the right to approach the throne of the king of the universe. David responds to his dire circumstance by calling on God. He calls on him and tells him exactly what's going on. He is in big trouble. The people have set themselves against him, and they are ready to pounce. And, and when I read this psalm, I actually picture, forgive me, Power Rangers. One of those scenes where, like, all the bad guys' minions are surrounding, you know, the hero, and they're, they're looking for a way out, but they're so closely surrounded that they can't get out. It's like, where's the hope? Is there any hope? Well, David knows that his enemies don't think there's any hope for him. He knows that they're saying there's no salvation for him in God. But he also knows they're dead wrong. Because he knows and he says salvation belongs to the Lord. He holds on to the truth about God, remembering how God sustained him in the past. He calls on God to intervene, to arise, and to save him. Now, most of us may not ever be surrounded by a military force ready to do us in. But we know what it's like to feel like we're surrounded and we're drowning. And things like stress, exams, schoolwork, anxiety, feelings of inadequacy, especially when we compare ourselves to other people or uh, other parents. Loss, health challenges, emotional anguish. Add to that the continual attacks of Satan trying to get us to take our eyes off God and him and our circumstances trying to convince us you'll never get through, you won't survive. God is only one call away. He has promised to never leave or forsake his people. And so, what do we do at these times? We pray early and we pray often. Prayer is not our last resort, but our first resort in good times and bad times. We need the Lord. We need the Lord who is strong and wise and good. The Lord who we can always depend on. The one who is strong when we are weak. And so when a challenge or a crisis arises in our lives, let us be quick to go to the Lord in prayer. Now it helps to cultivate a regular practice of prayer before a crisis hits. Because that helps us remember at that moment, I need to stop and pray. And I encourage you to do that. But even if you're in the midst of a crisis, you can stop and say, All right, you know what? I need to pray now. I've forgotten, but I need to do this. And to say, God, I need you. And the truth of the matter is that God saves his people. In response to his enemy saying there is no salvation for him in God, David says in verse 4, But you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory, and the lifter of my head. He knows that in fact it is God who protects and God who defends and vindicates him. He goes on to say I cried aloud to the Lord and he answered me from his holy hill. He knows that God hears him and answers him because he's seen him do it before. In faith then he calls out for deliverance and trust that God does. And really we see time and time again in the scriptures how God delivers his people. We think of Israel and slavery in Egypt They cry out to God, and God rescues them out of slavery. But then, roadblock. There's the Red Sea in front of them. There's the Egyptian army ready to do them in behind them. What do they do? Well, God delivers them because he opens up the sea in front of them, and they walk right through. They never see the Egyptian army again. God protects them in the desert, and he leads them to a land their own. And David has seen it in his own life, too. For years, he was pursued by King Saul, who wanted to kill him. I mean, the dude threw a spear at the guy twice, and yet God protected him. Wasn't easy, but God did rescue him. God was only ever one call away, and he was there to save the day. David had confidence in the Lord for the present by remembering what God did in the past. And so he can say then, I lay down and slept. I woke again for the Lord sustained me. I will not be afraid of many thousands of people who have set themselves against me all around. He survived the tough nights. He wasn't killed in his sleep because the Lord sustained him. He made it to another day. And because of that, he doesn't have to fear. Instead, he can trust that God will be with him in the present. And we know from other parts of scripture that this particular situation he writes about, God did deliver him through. And so we too can have confidence in our faithful God, that God will sustain us in the toughest of times. Our God saves Now, God has already saved in the greatest way possible. He saved us from sin, death, and Satan through Jesus' death and resurrection. We couldn't reach up to God. We couldn't rise up to God. So God instead came down to us. Because we couldn't be good enough, because our sin kept us from him and earned us judgment, Jesus came to take our judgment on himself so that we who were far from God Will be brought near to him again god is only one call away for salvation for those who do not yet know him acts ten nine to 11 says because if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved for with the heart one believes and is justified and with the mouth one confesses and is saved For the scripture says, everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, bestowing his riches on all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It is through faith in Jesus that we are indeed saved. And if you haven't already, I encourage you to call on Jesus to have your life saved and transformed by him. Because for all who follow Jesus, God has already delivered us from our worst enemies of sin, death, and Satan. Jesus came in. He saved the day in the greatest way imaginable. Superman's got nothing on him. And God also delivers his people through the difficulties we face in this life. Now notice I said delivers through, not from. Sometimes we go through very difficult things, but God is there. The scriptures and stories from our past can remind us God is faithful. So that even when painful circumstances last for a long time, we can depend on him. Now many of us have seen God, work, and God, rescue us through difficult times. He's brought you through a stressful situation, the loss of a job, the loss of a loved one, a bitter divorce, a scary diagnosis. None of that was simple or easy. But God was there and he was with you every step of the way. And as we look back, we're reminded that as he was with us then, he will be with us now. When I was younger, I was a very anxious child. I couldn't sleep over other people's houses because of anxiety. I had trouble going to school because of anxiety. And believe me, it was not fun. Uh, and I don't think it was fun for my parents either, who probably really struggled with figuring out how do we help our son. But what I remember is that every single morning, my dad, before I even woke up, was praying for me by my bedside. I remember my parents praying with me and for me. I remember them pointing me to scripture and how God speaks to our fear and how God is with us. I remember God giving them wisdom on seeking Uh, on seeking out the best help on how to help me. I remember God answering by giving them wisdom, by bringing the right people into our lives to help, and by God giving me strength to face fears. And to this day, this may sound completely ridiculous to everybody, but this is one of the most marvelous, amazing things to me. To this day, I am still amazed how on earth I went to college 142 miles from home when probably a year prior, I couldn't even go to sleep camp because of the grace of God. God always answers our prayers, and I would not say that I'm not an anxious person anymore, but he does answer our prayers in many ways. Sometimes he says yes. Like when you pray for something and it happens right when you need it. Or when someone survives a car accident that could have been fatal. When a cancerous spot miraculously becomes cancer-free. Or when your doctor employs just the right surgery or medication to help the issue you're dealing with. Sometimes God says, not yet. Like when you pray for a job in your field, but it doesn't come for years or when a difficult situation seems to go on and on. But you do eventually make it through. Sometimes God changes our hearts through prayer instead. Like when you pray that God would remove your boss and give you a new one. But instead, God changes your attitude. He taps you on the shoulder and calls you to pray for them, to show them his love and even helps you to truly care about this person who is driving you insane. And sometimes God says no. Sometimes in his infinite wisdom, he says no. And yet even when he says no, he will never abandon us. He will strengthen us. He will walk with us through the hurt and the pain. Now, there are some requests in my life that, looking back, I can say, you know what, in hindsight, I'm glad God didn't say yes to that. And I think if we all think about that, we can think of some. But there are others that are much harder to understand. We still live in a fallen, broken world where not all is yet set right. Sometimes people die. Sometimes people aren't healed, and we don't know why. And if this life were all that there was and all that we had, that would be the most devastating news imaginable. But it's not. Our life here is just a fraction of time in an eternity that lasts forever because of Jesus, we will be with him forever, where everyone is healed and whole. Romans 8.18 says of all who trust in Jesus, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. And I read that the other day and thought, how glorious Is being with the Lord going to be? That looking back on even our worst times would be like, that was nothing compared to how amazing this is to being with Christ. Even in God's no, he works in our hearts and our lives. Even in our pain, Jesus knows what it's like because he knows what it's like to go through the ultimate pain and he will walk with us through ours and draw us to him. There are a few other ways that this song brings out how God has blessed us. Whether God's answer is yes, no, maybe, whatever it may be, these are ways from this song that remind us how God is blessed. No matter where you go, know you're not alone. Psalm 139, 7 to 10, says, Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, the place of the dead, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Come along with me and don't be scared. Life is scary at times, but we aren't obligated to be afraid because the God of the universe is with us and we belong to him. Psalm 27.1, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When you're weak, I'll be strong. And boy, are there so many times when we are weak and we need God's strength. Exodus 15:2, The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. And so friends, let us call on the Lord at all times. God is only one call away. In fact, he's even closer than one call away. And he has saved us. And he will deliver us through the circumstances of our lives. Never stop praying. Because God works through our prayers. And God will deliver us until the day we see him face to face. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that you are so close to us, that you hear us, that you are not distant. Help us in all that we struggle with to look to you. Lord, for all of us who are struggling, no matter what it may be, help us to call on you. And through calling on you, bring us your grace. Deliver us. Strengthen us. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen.